I hate my life! Well, every time you come on over, I just wanna listen. I know you got some issues, and I know that you just miss him. I got a fever just to see you feeling like a stalker. And didn't know I'm really good at making you feel awkward. You know, the people wanted it, they have it. I'm back. <laughs> You did get quite the reaction on your last episode. I did. But um, my friend Joseph especially loved it. He said it was the best episode you guys have. He's listened to a few. I'm cutting out of mine off, by the way. Why? Yeah. <laughs> let, me, can, let me talk for a second. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, special guest, Michael, you're back on the show. You're moving to Texas next week. Next week. And since this is your last couple days here in California, you know, we thought... No, let's bring you back on. Mutually awkward. Might as well. Yeah, talk some more. Yeah. Um. So we've been doing final hangouts this week. Yeah. Today we went to the quote unquote Luke's Diner of, of West, West Covina. Of West Covina. Um. Yes. If you don't know what Luke's Diner is, it's the diner from Gilmore Girls, and this diner is kind of pretty much that the small town diner with, you know, kind of had a real rustic feeling to it. It was nice. It Amazing was nice. pancakes. Totally good pancakes. I'm sure the people are just going to flock over there after they hear it tonight. Right? <laughs> Where is this place? Oh, we should just do it. We should go to this West Covina and, and go to this diner. Honestly, um, what else is there in West Covina? That is nothing. That is There's nothing. nothing. Sadness, broken dreams, unrealized broken dreams, uh, you know, potential that people never notice. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm doing good. How are you doing? Um, I just finished editing episode 29. Wow. I was really late on it. I just um, I just started putting, you know, I added Frank's comedy yeah. to the end of it. The world is falling apart, huh? The riots and the Nepal earthquakes. It's falling apart, but I feel great. I feel great. <laughs> you feel a little too great. I mean, you're moving to Lubbock, Texas. You're moving to a... You're moving to somewhere that most people have never even heard of. Yeah, but they're going to be, I'm going to be over there and they're going to be like, California, why did you come way over here? Well, what brings you all the way to these parts? And we're like, I don't know, you know, just thought I'd come by. Or, you know, it's going to be like having a celebrity walk down your street. Like, look at that guy. You don't belong here. You know, last time I went, it was a, it was a, I got quite a response. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> this time I'm coming with Joseph. Joseph's joining me. That should also be good. We talked about Joseph last time. He's he pretty much one of your best friends. Yeah, but, you know. Um, I liked how, while you were going through that whole spiel right there, you were kind of motioning, smoking a cigarette. When? You know, you should stop playing with things as you talk. <laughs> okay. You're, I need you're, something. You're doing the whole motioning. Let's see, are you going to pick up smoking again as soon as you get back? Probably. You know, you, you need it. What kind of what kind of person am I gonna look like? Oh, look at the new guy in town. Look, I'm just standing against that wall with his leg up and and not smoking a cigarette. You kind of need the new guy in town. You're gonna be the cool new guy in town. You kind of just have to sit at the diner with your arm out on the other chair and you just kind of have to smoke a cigarette. You know? So you are kind of going for the whole Jess feeling <laughs> huh? to the new town. I feel like I just didn't know. It's not. I was just kind of born like a Jess, and I just kind of realized this when I see him. Like, like, like you know, I don't go for the Jess thing. It just happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do sit in public places, read books. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Um, yeah. So, I, I what I really wanted to talk about today was the hate you have for a very amazing novel 
in a pretty damn good movie called Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. How could you hate that movie? And I don't think you, I don't think this little spew about racism is a good enough reason because I personally don't think it is racist. I personally don't think it is racist. I think we just live in these times when walking on glass is like the thing to do. Like, oh, I'm just not walking on glass. I mean, walking on eggshells. People are just walking on eggshells. Just like, oh, no, I don't want to offend this person. Like, who cares? Who cares? You know, we you like the good, the bad, and the ugly? That Mexican patrol is pretty kind of racist. You keep bringing it's up that cartoonist. movie, and I told it's you I cartoonist. have not seen the good, and okay. the bad, and the ugly. You like All in the Family? Look at Archie Bunker. Look at Archie Bunker. He says all the worst shit in the world about everyone, and it's a great show. That is one of the best shows that ever came out. The difference between that is he plays a lovable racist. Oh, not even, but he's you not. Think but, that, but the thing is, he's, he's, I wouldn't say Archie Bunker's racist. Don't interrupt me here. Okay. Because he has, he has, what, what is it called? Moving on up? His neighbors? What, what's his, what are they called? The Jeffersons. Yeah, the, the Jeffersons. Jeff, the Jeffersons are his neighbors. Yeah. He's on decent, I mean, he's not like a KK man, KK man. He doesn't want to kill anybody. He, 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 I, I don't, I wouldn't say he's racist. I would say he's more old fashioned. Okay. The, but that's exactly what Breakfast at Tiffany's no, is. No, no. That came out years before he, that. The, the, almost the char- two the decades The character in that. Breakfast and Tiffany's is playing a cartoon character. Archie but that's Bo- who the book character is. You said are you talking about Holly Golightly or the, the, the Japanese guy? Japanese guy. Okay, yeah, he is. But, I mean... And didn't you say in the book that he just plays kind of a normal guy? Yeah. You know, but I mean, okay. There's no reason in the book, to, in the movie, to turn him into a Mickey Rooney cartoon. How about, like, uh... What's that? And I'm not saying anything about the book. I'm just saying the movie is a piece of shit. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it's. I don't think saying that it's racist is good though, because I don't think it's that racist. I don't think. I don't think it is. What do you think is super racist? What offended? What What, what offends you? What offends me? Yeah. Um. Like in film or in real life? Anything. Okay. I went to the Armenian Genocide March, and this is going to be a good story. I went there this Friday. It was the hundredth year anniversary of the Armenian. You mean Genocide. last Friday? Yeah, last Friday. Good job. And, um, fuck you. Okay, so I went, and uh, we were just marching. It was nice. I went in support of my friend. He was with me. He invited me to go with him. And, uh, Is it your friend who you, from the last episode, who you always, when you when you tell stories of, you, whenever you quote him, you talk in the accent, even though he does not have an accent. Yeah, so it was my friend Raz, and, um, which actually you pronounce his name right all these years. Like, his real name is Raz. But he likes people to call him Raz. Like Rad. Like Raz, yeah. you know? Yeah. But um, I, I asked him, like, what's the real way to pronounce your name? He's all, Rosmig. I'm like, okay. Anyway, but enough. On with the story. So everyone's carrying flags. You have Greek flags. You have, you know, Argentinian flags. Where was this located? It was in Hollywood on Sunset, and it went up to where the Museum of Tolerance is. That's where the Turkish Embassy is. That's where the main protest was going to happen. So, you know, we're walking, screaming Turkey, and there's an Israeli flag. And I noticed, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, Israeli flag right there. Like, I wonder who that guy is, you know? And um, so, you know, like probably like three hours into the walk, or like two and a half hours, this guy starts attacking the guy with the Israeli flag. He's all, why are you carrying that flag? That flag just represents genocide more than anything else. You've done so many things. The Syrians, the Palestinians. I mean, fucking mad. I'm like telling my friend around. And I look at the guy's face with the flag. And he looks really sad. He's with his kids. His daughter's crying now. His son looks miserable. His daughter's like seven years old or something. I'm all aroused. We have to do something. We have to get rid of this guy. And I'm going crazy in my mind. I'm all, we have to get this guy. 
so I started walking towards him, and my friend Rouse just grabbed me. He's like, no, Michael, we can't do it. You're going to cause a fight. You're going to cause a fight. I'm like, no, I'm not going to cause a fight. We have to get this guy out of here. This is a peaceful protest. Why is he here? Why is this guy causing shit? And, you know, I was getting really fucking mad. Really fucking so mad. So what did you do? Well, I couldn't do anything. But eventually all the Armenians came in and they pushed this guy out. And, and, and it turns out to be some guy from Syria who, like, lost a family member in one of the wars way back when. And um, eventually they kicked this guy out. And, you know, I go up to the guy with the flag and I kind of pat him on the back. I'm like, the guy was a real asshole. Where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from Jerusalem. I'm like, oh, I live in Tel Aviv. And, you know, his daughter's still crying. They're still walking and, like, little tears are in her eyes. I just felt like that guy was a piece of shit. That guy was scum. I'm like, how could he do that to that guy's family? Like, you can't hold your own personal agenda back. Just for a while, during the, during the Armenian death march, just to, like, just, you know, you can't hold this, like, personal problem you have back. You have to put it in there. That really offended me. That really offended me. I felt bad. And I felt worse because my friend Rouse wouldn't let me do anything. And I thought, like, how bad would that be if, like, you know, I did do something and, uh, you know, just this whole peaceful protest, you know, fucked up, you know. But I was really fucking angry. So would you say he's your worst human of the week? He's one of them. One of them? Yeah. I have a couple of a few. You want to go into them? Not now. Maybe later. (laughs) Maybe later. (laughs) But yeah, like, that's what offends me. But, you know, I feel like people just are, I feel like people are way too sensitive nowadays about, like, the whole race thing. Like, who cares? Like, who cares? You know, if they're not physically hurting anyone... If they're not, like, really meaning it, if it's just a joke, who cares? I mean, Joseph was at the, at the, at the comedy stand-up thing last week, and, you know, he's, he's Asian, and he didn't care that they made those jokes. He didn't care at all. I mean, his nickname throughout high school was Asian. Everybody called him Asian. Everyone in the school said, hey, Asian. That was his nickname. I don't know why it was his nickname, but it just was, and that's what everybody called him. And he was never offended. He, like, took it in stride. And, and, you know, he still laughs if someone says it today. Like, apparently, like, he contacted someone from high school. And, you know, we went to a really uncivilized high school, though. It was really trashy. So I guess that could be part of it. bonfires in the middle of the day. Yeah, you know. And, and you know, he's like, oh, yeah. I talked to her, and she said, and, she, and she, that's how she called me. She said, hi, Asian. How are you doing? And I just laughed. And he laughed. He's all, yeah, it's really funny. I'm like, and I even asked him, like, you didn't feel bad about that. He's all, no, it was kind of my thing, you know? It was, it was my thing. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, that's racist, but, I mean, it was just a joke. Nobody hated him because he was Asian. I would like to get Joseph's story on this. We should, we should get Everyone him. called him Asian. You know... When you go to Texas, maybe we should do a Skype session where you get him on the show, too. Yeah, for sure. He'll be there. We're going to share a room. Oh, that's going to be fucked up. But, yeah, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know you're going to see each other naked. It's going to happen at some I point. Feel, I feel so lenient about being naked now. Because just, like, all the past experiences in, like, Israel, like, having naked people around me, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't really care. Like, what do you mean naked people around you? Like, when I, I roomed with my friend Pixie for about, like, a week. And then, you know, I would just come home, and he'd be naked on the bed, talking on the phone with his legs crossed. And he'd just look at me, and he'd say, you think I'm going to get dressed for you, you motherfucker? I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit. You know, I'd just be like, whatever, dude. First of all, his name was Pixie. Yeah. So, you know, I'd be, like, in my corner of the room, smoking cigarettes, reading a book, or, like, on my computer. Why don't you, just be walking around why don't you tell us about Pixie from Israel? Tell us well, we're not about- friends anymore, because uh, apparently he's so... We, when we, we, we all lived in a... 
we all lived in, in an apartment together after a while. And uh, my real friends... Tell us about Pixie himself. Yeah, before. like... Okay, well, fuck it. You know, I'm not going to give the reason. All right, he is just a, you know, he was an insane Australian gay Jewish guy. Absolutely insane. Named Pixie? Named Pixie. His mother was also a prostitute, like my friend Joseph. And, um, you know, he, he apparently has been doing acid since he was 14. I actually took my first acid hits with him, you know, my... <laughs> I dropped it for the first time with him in a nature party with like all our friends. We all a nature did it. party. Yeah, I went to a nature party. It was like in the middle between Jerusalem and Tel Aviv somewhere, and uh, it started like late at night and went into the day and yeah, midnight. We took some acid and just crazy. It was a great time. And um, yeah, apparently he's been doing it since he was 14 years old and uh, just a crazy bastard. You know, kind of suicidal. I remember one day we got drunk. He kept on running into traffic. And how uh, to save him sometimes. Like, like you'd see Chucky, he'd start running towards him. Oh, no, come here. You know? He's a crazy bastard. He was, a, he was like a Holly Golightly in the Breakfast Club. Like, when I see, when I, like, you know, he would get drunk and he'd get dressed up in these, like, really sparkly dresses, you know? Like, he reminds me of that character. Like, sadly. Sadly, it was not an attractive woman that was her. It was, like, my gay friend. Like, like one of my best friends in Israel. You know? He was, like, the Holly Golightly of my life. Like, you know? I'm going to pull up, I think... If I type in Pixie on Facebook, you think he will show up? Yeah. Pixie Pix? No, his last name. No. Um, let me let me do this for you. Um, ah, it doesn't come up. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe maybe it's he's gone already. It doesn't matter. No, he's still around. Apparently, he's going to a yeshiva now. Which is the like a like Orthodox Jewish study, which which is hard to believe. It's hard to picture him in there, because he's just so insane. But yeah, he was a cool guy. You know, it's a shame the friendship ended. But what could you do? All right, stop looking up. We're on a podcast here. You're on your computer. I want to see. I don't see on Facebook. Want me to just take out my laptop? I could take out my laptop and show you right now. That's all right. It's not. That's uh, all right. It's, it's all right. not worth it. It's not worth it, really. Just just stop. Okay. <laughs> So how are you doing? What's new with your life? Let's talk about you. Well, tonight we're going to see Matt and Kim. That should be good. It's It'll not going to be good. It's going to be glorious. Don't shame me. Don't say, this is, I remember you kind of got me mad at the last Matt and Kim show we went to. You never even went to a Matt and Kim show. The Amoeba Music oh. performance. Because they started playing Daylight and you looked at me and you shook me by the shoulder and said, Michael, what's the only song you know? And then like the, the two guys next to me just looked at me. Like now I could just stop enjoying the show and I could just stand there with my arms folded and nod slowly. Like I cannot look like I'm enjoying this because you shamed me. I didn't mean to shame you. I said it with genuine goodness though. I know, but I, didn't, I, I still did. And I do know more songs than Daylight. You told me before the show, like, I probably only know Daylight. You told no, me. No, you know I have, like, their first two albums. I know you probably could play a lot you, from You it, said something along the lines, like, oh, I probably only know Daylight. Daylight. Um, I can't, okay. I, no, I, what I meant is they'll prob- that'll be probably be the only song that I know that they play because they have so many albums out now. Why would they go back to, like, the first album and play this old shit? Because they're awesome. All right. They're well, not. They're not going to be like some, you know, I, I, out, what's his know. name, Jackson Brown, a fucking amoeba, not playing the one fucking song anyone came to hear and play. Yeah, you know, everybody wanted to hear uh, "Running on Empty" or "Somebody's Baby," I guess. But yeah, you know, it was a very shameful moment. I was like, okay, I could just stop enjoying the show now, and I'll just fold my arms and nod. All right, because right, now I look, I look like the asshole who's like 
showed up just to hear Daylight. You know? Oh, come on. I, I, I could bet there are a bunch of people there that didn't know any of their songs. Yeah, yeah. I don't like those people because they're just showing up just to, you know, they take like, up space. They're just taking up space. You know, a real fan probably wanted to get in. Can't get in now. Can't buy the ticket. I mean, yeah, I could have you know, I I got him a decent picture. But no, little Big Papa's got to put his little, little, little girl on his that shoulders. Bastard. Like, get this. Why are you bringing a little girl to a concert? She is like five years old. You know, sorry, you decided to have a child. Now you can't live and anymore. And Kim even said, "I don't care. I'm gonna say I'm gonna be cursing." Yeah, like, uh, why do? Why is this little girl suddenly the ruler of the room? Like, oh, I can't curse because this little girl is here. I can't. And, you know, I'm, I can barely see the drummer between a pole and a little girl's head. I'm like looking right there. I'm like looking between the pole and the head. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I see some movement. You know, the, why would this guy's an asshole? What if we get to the show tonight and like right in front of you, you just see like. I'm just going to suck her in the back of the head. Get this little girl out of here. <laughs> Get her out of here. <laughs> Tripper, you know. <laughs> Throw her into the mosh pit. I don't know. So last night, um, you know, for your final week long, we went to go see a movie. Oh, yeah. We went to go see uh, Kumiko Treasure Hunter. I'd give it like a two and a half or three out of five. It's just a three out of five yesterday. I really thought about it now, and I'm thinking like two and a half, you know? Wow. Uh, thinking, I don't know. I tweeted about it yesterday, and the director um, favorited my tweet. That's pretty nice. Well, you know, I'm sure, like, oh, someone likes my movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, I saw what they were trying to do right there. I saw what they were trying to do with that movie, with that character of Kamiko. The movie, okay, first of all, the movie's pretty much about a girl who's really weird, really in, super introverted, might have some mental problems. Probably has Asperger's. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And she has a VHS tape of the Coen Brothers film Fargo. And the scene where Steve... And obsessed with the scene where Steve Buscemi... Steve Buscemi, you know, digs a hole and puts his stolen money yeah. into the snow. Steve Buscemi is my favorite and character she, in the movie. He's <laughs> my favorite character. In, in Fargo or Kamiko? Kamiko. Yeah. Oh, him and uh, the bunny, the <laughs> rabbit. Bunzo. Bunzo, yeah. So she puts, so she, so when Steve Buscemi in Fargo buries it, she thinks it's real life and she goes on this quest to America <laughs> to look for it. And there's a very sad scene where she has to give away her, she has to like, get rid of her pet rabbit. That was like the best scene. The scenes with the rabbits were like the, that, that was the best. Every scene with the rabbit was my favorite scene. Oh my god. Hated everything else. The scene where she's feeding like instant noodles. Because, uh, you know, we're supposed to relate to this character. And you know what? She's a jerk. I see what they're trying to do, though. Like, oh, you know what? She's so she's so deep, you know? She, they're trying to make it like, oh, she's deep. She knows something that we don't know. She's miserable. I feel she's like, quiet. I feel like they were saying she was deep. The rest of society were just a bunch of jackasses. Her boss is a jackass for wanting her to actually work, you know? Like, I don't... What character would you say she's similar to from any other movie? Let's think about this for a second. Um... <laughs> She's kind of like the character in The Breakfast Club, like the goth woman, you know, like uh, the goth teenage girl. Uh, she's uh, like one of her. Oh, Shidi's character. She's she's even a bigger bitch than a girl in The Breakfast Club. Because the girl in The Breakfast Club wasn't a bitch. I would like to date a woman like her. But this girl right here, like just like you are, just this, this sack of negativity in my life. Like, and and you're not only a sack of negativity. You're just a really dumb rod. You know, you're going out. You're watching Fargo. And you actually think it's real, and you're looking for the treasure. You you take your boss's card, and you go to like nowhere North America, Northeast America, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah, 
You know, and she's just a terrible person. She's a terrible human being. I did not sympathize with her at all. Did not care. Yeah, you still give it a pretty good movie. Yeah, you know, because the rabbit, you know, Steve Buscemi, <laughs> it was all right, you know. Uh, Michael has a soft spot for rabbits. Yeah. You know, that's just but, not funny story. No, let's bring it up. Let's go into Buddy. Go into the past. Let's go into this. You know what? You're always saying our podcast doesn't go into the darkness. But you want to go into my darkness. You're exploiting my darkness because you guys don't have any darkness. Well, you you're ashamed of your darkness. Let's exploit your darkness. What? Okay, so what do you want to know? When you were a child? When I was a child, I had a rabbit that I loved a lot, and it was taken away, and I was sad. You, what, you actually went with, you actually went to the pound, and yeah. I dropped off. Yeah. When she turned around and put her paws on the, the cage. Yeah. And you were, yeah. You, were, you were weeping for two weeks straight. It was like seven days straight. It was, and then it came back like a week later, like... I guess, you know, off and on. It was sad. You was, cried more. I was a for, child. You, you cried more for Buddy than for, like, our grandparents. Well, yeah, that's true. But I loved the grandparents a lot more, I can assure you. But they were old, you know? They that's were true. They lived a full anyway. life. Yeah, this rabbit didn't live a full life. It was like my friend, you know? It was like, a, what, I was like a little kid. I was like, what, like 11 or something? You know? Did you, feel, was, did you feel the Bunzo scenes from Kumiko with a somewhat a trigger? I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. I, <laughs> I immediately know. thought of that. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, I mean, I saw like where life took me after the rabbit was gone. And I feel like maybe, maybe the universe felt, you know, or bunny served its purpose and it was time for it to go, you know? And it's cool. I don't mind it now, you know? I don't mind it. It happened. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> so, um... Should we go into some of these other worst humans? Tell yeah. me one of your worst humans. My worst human? I don't have any worst humans this week. Jesus Christ. Are you just not going out or you just don't see people anymore? I am not. Wait, I, okay, I'm, I'm just not out. offended. If people, the world is just a great place. Everyone's happy. I have not. No one's offending you? Not really. Not too much. I, I was on a Life has been peaches. I. You know what? I, I think I was on a subway the other day and... and um, I saw this fat woman, and uh, she just sat on the subway seats in front of me and took up both seats. And um, worst human, <laughs> like I was just like looking at her neck, and you know how like the the dried up desert looks in some of those desert pictures, like all those cracks in the sand. Her neck looked like that in the back, you know. And I was like, oh my god, oh my. So god. her very existence was. You know, we're taking two. up two seats. She didn't have to take up two. If you're going to take up two seats, you might as well just stand because there's two people that could be sitting Someone down. with her mask can't stand for too long. Uh, well, you know what? If, where there, you have to want it. You have to want to stand. If you want to stand, you could stand. Oh, uh, you know what? I would say not worst human, but that pizza place we went to yesterday was kind of worst. They, they brought it, 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 you know what? If the it, worst it, establishment of the week. I would say it's pretty. Sh- so yesterday we did pizza, um, and they, you know, the, the thing is they raise expectations by saying, "Oh, we're the best ranked number one pizza in Pasadena." Wow. And go in, service is shit, pure shit, not even good. You know, I asked for a diet coke. She brings me a water. I'm like, you know what? Fine, I'm not gonna buy it. What are you doing to my? What are you doing to my? I'm just holding it. I can't hold it. No, go to the. What are you doing? Anyway, business was absolute shit. Don't ever go there. It's not good pizza. Whatever it's called, 
Petrino's or some shit, some Italian uh, name. I don't um, care. Yeah, the pizza was not that good. It wasn't that good. It was good, but it wasn't that good. I mean, it wasn't worth. It wasn't worth the like, you know the ranking. I'd rather eat Pizza Hut. You know, it wasn't much better. That, that, that that's low. That was really low. Uh, it, yeah, it was better than Little Caesars. That's something. You know, and uh, yeah, it was really shitty pizza. I don't think the people care about this pizza experience, to be honest. But yeah. Um, so, um, I got contacted that night of the comedy thing by, uh, let's just call her Decca <laughs> as to, you know, to, to obscure her real identity. And, um, yeah, she, uh, so Michael, blah, 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 oh, it's been a while. Wait, okay, you need to, you, go, know. you need to, you need to give us some backstory, dude. Okay, well, you want the whole backstory. Actually, yeah, because it's pretty, it's pretty fucking hilarious. Okay, so this goes back a long time ago, almost 10 years, probably like 2006. She's been a worse human, kind of, throughout your entire life. Uh, throughout her entire life. You know, okay, so um, my two best friends, Jonathan and Joseph, at the time, probably not anymore. Joseph still is, but he's not the top of the list anymore. Sorry, Joseph. No, Joseph, he's, he's the top of the list still, because he's listening. Yeah, <laughs> no, just play. Cut this out. <laughs> yeah, um, anyway, um, I was friends with her for for a while I met her in high school and you know I just thought like oh this cute little fat girl you know she's not gonna do anything you know who cares about her you know she's just a nice little presence she's she has some positive attitude and and then one day I, I walked I walked to school because I, I got kicked out of school and I was I walked into the old school to see the see the friends as they got out and I see her and Jonathan holding hands and your old best friend Jonathan yeah, my old best friend Jonathan and he's a very handsome man, you know, he's tall. So right now his girlfriend he has right now looks really good. She could be like a supermodel. But he's holding hands with this with this Becca. Becca. Let's call her Decca. And um for a while I'm just looking at it. I'm like, is this some kind of joke? What's what's going on here? What is this? You know? So I walk up into him and I'm like, hey guys, what's going on? You know, I kind of point out their hands holding and then, you know, you know, and I actually say, is this some kind of joke? You know, that's what I say. And, and, you know, he looks a little stirred up. Like he's like looking awkward at the floor. He's like, oh, what are you talking about? And she's just smiling because she's a fucking robot. And she's all, no, it's not a joke. So anyway, so now she's automatically in the group, you know. Forever. Or not forever. And um, so she's in the group now. <laughs> And uh, she starts trying to push me and Joseph out. She she thinks I'm a an offensive person. She thinks I'm an asshole. She she and I constantly tell talk to Jonathan. I'm like, oh, I remember Sarah. Sarah was great. That's like his ex girlfriend, and you know, she's a very beautiful. You ever girl. say that in front of her? No, but I made a comment like, oh, I was with Sarah. She's looking really good. And I, I don't I don't put this together. I'm just like saying it to everyone, you know. And and Becca gets mad and she starts abusing Jonathan for this. And, and um, she accuses Joseph of being gay and wanting an affair with Jonathan. And then she starts accusing Jonathan of sleeping with Joseph, which is really fucking stupid if you really think about it. Like, how is that going to happen? And um, so we're getting pushed out. Jonathan's not taking his calls. And me and Joseph are getting really crazy about it. Like, wow, why, is he, why is she coming here? And she just ruins her group for her own selfish purposes. You know, and, and then she abuses Jonathan. He has bruises on him. He's like, yeah, she tried to stab me the other day with scissors. You know, it's a really bad, bad thing, you know. It's, things are going really bad. God, I'm talking like an immigrant. It's a really bad thing, you know. Anyway, one day we were at their house, and we were watching Lord of the Flies. 
and and there's this scene where this fat kid gets hit by a rock. I forgot what his name is. It's like Piggy or something. And me and Jonathan start laughing at this scene. It sends her over the edge, you know? And, and she starts cursing at him. And I'm like, all right, like, I'm leaving, you know? And he's like, why are you, you know, apparently, um, apparently she's just trying to spice things up by, by being this way, by being so erratic. She watches a lot of Degrassi, and she wants her life to be like Degrassi. <laughs> so Degrassi is a stupid Canadian show, right? Just teen drama. Over-exaggerated. It was full of over-exaggerated teen drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she pretty much just wanted to make her life that dramatic. But, but everyone else is, like, normal and well-adjusted, and she's just pretty much trying to push things down. Yeah, and then, you know, her friend's telling Jonathan, like, like you know, just stay with it, you know? This is just a part of a relationship. You have to play these games. You know, and I'm and me and jo- Joseph are constantly telling him like break up with this bitch, you know. And we even start referring to her as the squash because she has like a body like a squash, like a, and, and and just like we should just kill her. I'm like no, Joseph, like, he's really crazy about her. Like he really wants to get her. He's like I hate her, I hate her. And like you, you know, he just used to always talk about her like behind her back. And we should um we should also clarify that you guys were like 16 or 15 at the time. Yeah, I was like 16, and they were like 6 15 or something. And she's just ruining everything, and um. Things are looking bad, you know. It's like we just know, like, our group isn't going to stay together because she's, like, breaking it apart. So eventually they do break up, and um, we're all really happy. And then they get back together, and we're just sad again. Like, Jonathan, what are you doing? He's like, I just want to work it out. Might as well just have it, keep it to the end of the school year, you know. But then they break up again. They go to prom together, even though they were broken up. And apparently she... uh she says, I'll do anything if you just take me back. I'll let you fuck me in the ass. And like, all this kinds of shit. Uh, actually, this does bring back a memory. Um, it's hard to remember, honestly. You're making uh, me dig back like 10 years. I, I, can't well, give I, I remember this. I do remember their prom poster, which was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, did you actually remember? They were like running for queen and king yeah. in the prom. And like, they were like these two, like a short, stubby Mexican chick and this tall blonde dude, you know? And then they were like, fuck, like, fuck the jocks. Fuck the cheerleaders. Yeah, they're like doing that kind of shit. They were like punks, right? They weren't punks. She was like big time hippie. We used to go to like these Doors cover band shows in Venice Beach. She was all into that shit. She used to have this stupid little dance where she waved her hands around. Anyway, so I eventually... (laughs) So her and Jonathan break up. and, And eventually everything settles down. We're in college now. And I hang out with her like a couple times. She goes to your school? Yeah, she goes to the school. And um... You throw water in her face. That happens, but first we're like friends, kind of, and we start going places together. We go to a porno shop, me, her, and Marcos, and she starts trying to like kiss me and like get on me, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, so really? I, wow, yeah, so in the porno shop, yeah, like in the little booths, you know, porn shops have these little booths where you put a quarter or something, and you watch all these porn movies, they like flash by. I'm like, no, Becca, no, no, Jonathan's my good friend, I'm not gonna do this. And then, and then we're like driving and, and I say something like, maybe she, like she says something like, maybe you should grow up, blah, blah, blah. And I say, maybe you should just get over Jonathan. He doesn't give a shit about you anymore. She starts crying. And I'm like, ha, ha, just take me home. So she takes me home. I see her the next day in school and she starts asking these very condescending, manipulative questions because she's truly just a manipulative person. And I don't even want to hear it. I'm so over it. So I get my water bottle and I just throw it on her, like all over her. And it hits the person that's sitting like back to back on the other side of her. 
like the, and, and she's like, oh my god. So I just started walking away really fast after that. I grabbed my bags. Did and you like, chase All right. Yeah, and this little drenched up fat girl's waddling after me. And I'm like, oh shit. And then I just start like running into the C building. And I, I stop when I get in there. And the C building's like a theater department. So I'm like, oh my god. So, so I look at, so I'm down the hall. And it's behind me. And this fat girl just comes up, up around, you know, around the corner waddling after me still. I'm like, holy shit. What do you think she would have done? She would have caught you. I don't know. Probably nothing. <laughs> so I run up the stairs. I run up like five flights of stairs. And she's just gone. Like, there's no way she's going to get up five flights of stairs, you know? It's just not, just not realistic. It's just not realistic for a fat girl to do that. Um, yeah, so it's... Uh, uh, after that, don't see her for, like, five or six years. Fast forward to 2014, you return from Israel. Marcos is, is back in town for a while. The guy I'm going to stay with in Texas is a great friend of mine. And um, he's all, oh, we're going to have to meet up with that guy. And I'm like, all right, like, cool. I don't give a shit. This happened. Like, last time I saw it was like six years ago. It doesn't matter anymore. So we, we were on our way to her house, but we get stoned. And we get really stoned in his car. And we get a little drunk first. And we get to her house. It's a little awkward. But, you know, she, she lost a lot of weight. She's look, to you, she's looking a lot more fetching. She looks a little more fetching. But she still has that, like, awkwardness of, like, I was fat. And now I'm kind of... Now I'm a medium weight, you know, she, and, um, and yeah, so, uh, I'm laying in bed really fucking drunk and, and I get really fucked up and, and nobody else is as fucked up as me. I just crash out of her bed and I notice like her just snuggling up against me like this. I feel this little face in the nudge of my neck. I like, I like wake up and she's just like right there, like in my arm. I'm like, what the fuck is going, what is she thinking? You know, but I'm drunk out of my mind, so I'm just staying there. I'm like, whatever, fuck it. So then uh, she ends up contacting me later, and we end up hanging out. We go to the beach, and we, we end up making out at night at the beach. And then, you know, I guess it just, uh, you know. The winter affair begins. I guess, you know. And, and then we just kind of like, you know, we hang out off and on. I show her like the Egyptian restaurant. And um, eventually something happens. I forgot what happened. Something happened recently and i was just like like oh no one day we're just like we're just chilling again at the beach oh we must sound like really californian huh what do you guys what do you guys drive at the beach and look at the ocean or something just hang out because me and joseph and jonathan always used to go to the beach at night all the time i learned to love the beach like at 3 a.m so i'm just like let's go to the beach you know i love the beach you know i I, we must sound extremely californian to all the all the people (laughs) from wherever the fuck they're listening from you know, like, so we're there, and, and, you know, she's acting really awkward after, like, you know, kind of getting intimate, and um, she says, where's this going? I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. The question. Yeah, and I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? We're just chilling, you know? Like, like, what, what do you mean, where's this going, you know? So, what, what do you think of me? I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're cool. You're cool. Just all, so, if you go to, like, a foreign country... If you go back, am I going to be like one of the adventures you talk about, like your foreign country adventures? You know, are you going to tell your friends about me? And I'm like, like what, maybe like some funny story from high school about like you, you're trying to break up the friendship or something, you know? And she starts crying. So I was like, what did you think of me? I thought, I, <laughs> I thought, I thought you thought I'd change, I, I, you know? And I'm like, no, it's just a funny old story. There's nothing to it anymore, you know? And so then, you know, we, she drops me off at home and, and she's all... I just don't see her for like a month or two. And then, uh, like three months, I, I haven't seen her. You know, the winter's over, it's spring now. And while we're at the comedy store, she, uh, she 
not the comedy store. When we're at when Friends we're, comedy show. Yeah, we're at the comedy show. Episode 209, Mutually Awkward Pasta. Reach, yeah, that, episode 29, Mutually Awkward Pasta. Isn't that 30? 30. That's oh, 30. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Jesus, you don't even know. I, I just have anyway. Episode 30 of Mutually Awkward Podcast. Yeah. You know. So, um, I don't want anything serious with her. And I tell her all the time, like, I'm going back to Israel. You know, I'm not going to stay here at all, you know. And, um, so I don't see her for a long time, but she contacts me at the con. We're at the comedy show. And, um, she's like, Michael, hey. I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, what's going on? And not to mention she's a major flake. Like, we're, we're like, going, we're, like, kind of, you know, we're, like, kind of, of, uh, hanging out. She would flake out all the time. I'd say, like, yeah, let's meet up at this time, whatever. And she'd always say, like, okay, and then just not make contact. I'd contact her at, like, that hour where we're supposed to meet. She's like, oh, I can't do it. So I kind of hate her because of this. She's a fucking flake, you know? And, um, yeah, so she's like, let's hang out on this day. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll see you one last time since I'm leaving. And um, she flakes out. She, she flakes out that very night. She's like, I can't ever you work. Didn't, and she didn't even tell you. You had to contact her. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she says, oh, I can't do it. How about we meet up another day? And um, well, yeah, sure. How about on Saturday? Because I have nothing going on on Saturday. So she calls me Saturday. So Saturday night comes around. And we're going to meet up at 11 o'clock. That's when she gets out of work. And, um, I contact her, like, should I be getting ready now? And she's like, you're going to hate me for this, but something has come up with work and we have an early meeting tomorrow in the morning. And I, and I'm just like, whatever, like, I'm due with this. I just say, um, like, you know, I said, no, I don't hate you, but you are a flake. And I just don't want anything to do with this shit anymore. And I say, like, you're, you're very inconsiderate. You're a very inconsiderate person. And I say some other shit. Like I said, I have the phone right here. I can read it. Okay. Let's read it up on the phone. Yeah. And this night, I hope no you had to call her and be like, should I be getting ready? She never even, she was never even fine on telling me. Probably you. not. Okay. I say, okay, whatever. I don't hate you, but you are a flake. I just don't want to deal with it anymore. I could have made plans, have you thought to tell me earlier, but you are not considerate. Obviously, you cannot take your words seriously. And at the end of the night, I'm the sorry one. So don't say sorry. I say, good night. Let me see. You have to look at it. I just I want to see podcast. my stuff. I'm just curious. Come oh, on. Let me prepare. Let me pull it up. So yeah, like like what a stupid cunt. Don't like her anymore. Don't care. Never really liked her. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I should have body full of water. I probably should have should have should have uh, uh, you know a bag full of water body. That's what she had. Yeah, you know, it was just like, you know, she didn't look so fat anymore, but it was like, it was like a pillow, you know, like grasping a pillow. It was really disgusting. Yeah, you were still... We never really went all the way. But you were still... What? You know. What? You, you, were, you were still, you are still willing to go. Well, you know, because what do you have to lose? You just go out. What are you going to do, you know? She would buy dinner. She would buy... She, she would always, yeah. yeah. But then she'd, like, ask all these manipulative questions, and she'd treat me like I was some, like, bitter asshole, which is, like, really contradicting to what most people say when they actually meet me, you know? All my friends in Israel, what, they what were all like, Michael, you're so positive. What kind of questions? Like, just, like, like, how you feel about Gish? Oh, like, you know, like, like, she knew, like, I didn't like certain things, and she'd, like, z- zone in on those, and that's what she'd talk about. Like, and ask me stupid questions, like, oh, America, and I'd be like, oh, Jesus, fuck. Yeah, I just can't deal with this. <laughs> Like, just not being a nice person, you know, kind of a horrible human being. Yeah, that's what she is. 
Let's jump into some social questions. Fine, we'll jump into a few, then well, I think of something else to talk about. All right. Okay, let me see. All right, do you ever find yourself missing someone who was wrong for you? How do you handle those feelings? Like IT creative. Okay. Um, do you want That's to, true. You know, I've missed. You, answer? you know, yeah, I've missed girls that I knew that you know it's just, we have nothing in common. It's not going to work out, but the feelings are still there, and I still like them. Are they talking about girls in general or just people? Well, like the way friends, you know, like uh, I, I will fig. You know, I associate this question with girls, romantic interests. Okay, romantic interests, and, and you know, I think the best, you know. How do I handle those feelings? I either give in to them, yeah, which it usually it usually is a bad idea. It never works out. It just leaves me feeling more messed up. Uh-huh. Or you know, time away makes you forget them. It's either those two. It's I feel simple. like I always just keep people lingering to the very last moment. So you know, if there's someone really awful for me, I'll let them hold on until the point when I don't. When it's like you know, what? you absolutely just don't fit into my life anymore. You know. I'm going to cut you off, like, bye, you know, like, you know, you might, like, why are you going to cut this person off for, you know, if, you know, if, if you miss them, obviously you miss some kind of trait of them, right, like, might as well keep them around for a while, just don't talk to them very often, like, be like, just call them, like, once a month, like, hey, yo, what's up, you know, I mean, uh, I think, yeah, so, I, I, obviously, like, that's kind of, that's kind of similar to my old, my classic things fade away, where I slowly fade people out. Yeah. Or, you know, I know they're a bad influence on me, but I'm just going to slowly phase them out. You know, maybe send them a message here and there, or, or have, if they want to hang out, I'll hang out with them, but they have to contact me. Actually, a friend that I just stopped contacting with contacted me, me, like, last night, said, hey, we should hang out. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to contact you anymore. But if you make the step, fine. I will. It depends on how bored you are. If I have like a friends galore everywhere, it's gonna be like, no, I'm not gonna hang out with you, you little asshole. You know, I'm, actually, I'm like alone in my room, and this person who's awful for me calls. I'll be like, all right, yeah, just meet me here. You know, we can talk shit to each other. I'm gonna make a bold statement here. What? I'm never bored. You're never bored. I'm never bored. There's always something to do. You know, I, I feel like know. if you're bored, you're a boring person. I think. All right. There's always something you could be doing. No. Well, you're just lazy. Huh? <laughs> then you're a boring person. You yourself are true. bored. It's fucking completely true. You can Fine, once I throw you in the bottom of a well, and you're there for like a week. You're no, not going to get bored. No, that's bullshit. Okay, that's shut bullshit. the fuck up. You're no. talking about a different... I'm no, talking no. About, talking no. About no. Life could be that battle, bottle of the well, bottom of the well. Once you have no money, you have no car, what do you do? What do you do? You're at the bottom of a well, you know? You know what? I have my mind and imagination. I'll start plotting stories in my head. <laughs> That's, That's what I do. I'm done. No. You know what? It, maybe it's, maybe, you know, I want to have a good time. I want to have a good time, damn it. I don't want to just be like, I don't want to just think about things in my mind. I want to go out. I want to take the town. I want to get drunk at the whole bottle against the wall. That's what I want to do. I don't want to just sit there and be you know, like, you, oh, you say You act like this person. I've never I'm seen you. So th- I've never seen you throw a bottle against the wall. Never. Me, you can ask my friend Tommaso. We were in a bo- we were in an alley and he was really sad. Just throw bottles, you know? It's fun. There was a bunch of empty beer balls around. She started throwing them at the wall. Bah! Bah! We're like in an alleyway. You know, it's like, I, I've thrown many a bottle. Okay. One okay. time we were driving down the Sunset Strip, and I was very young. Don't hold this against me. I was, like, probably 20 or 21, and I had, like, a Martinelli's bottle, and I just flew it out the window right on the Sunset Strip. Thing went flying through the air, crashed on the sidewalk. <laughs> How horrible is that? I was a young man. Captain Ahab was playing on the radio. I felt a little crazy. <laughs> and 
You still feel bored sometimes, though. Damn straight I do. Damn straight. You know what? I was a security guard. You know? I, <laughs> that's How am I not going to feel bored well, just standing yeah, When there? I used to work at a movie theater, I used to stand at the pole. Were you not hours. bored? Don't I, tell me you weren't bored. I would find things to do. I brought a notebook with me. I was, I was drawing comic books. That's I was drawing comic books. I would show it to my manager. And it's me killing myself. <laughs> well, you know what? That's why I started smoking weed with the guy with the paparazzi outside, hanging out in the in the parking lot. That's why. That was my answer to boredom. I'm going to smoke weed, and that's why I took some crack by mistake. <laughs> that was a horrible time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shall we tell that story? Um, do you want to go into that? Yeah, I'm sure. All anyway. right. Okay. So it was my Wait, last. Did you talk about that last time? No, no, because I was still working there. Okay. I didn't get into this. So yeah, the, I was working as a security guard still. It was my last week there, and um, I got into the habit of smoking weed with the paparazzi. They all worked at TMZ, and I, and you know, we got to talking outside, and it was my shift, and like all these different like pipes were coming around and blunts. I was just like, whatever, fuck it, you know? I'm used to smoking spliffs, you know? Like with the, so I'm just like, you know, I smoke them like whatever. If I, get, if I take too many big hits, you know? One of them is like something that I've never tasted before. It's like something that smells weird, tastes weird. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I'm just talking to this really cute girl right there. And then I'm like, yeah. You're wearing your security guard jacket. Nope, wearing my fucking security guard <laughs> jacket. It's like the last half an hour of my shift. Oh my god, you know, very, very, like, crazy, like, you know, she looks like the type of girl who does drugs, but she's interesting and she talks to a real, a real, you know, a real wise woman. I'm not going to say wise guy. She talks like a real wise woman. Yeah. You know, she's making all these jokes and she's treating me like I'm a young child, even though I'm 26 years old. <laughs> I kind of like it. I don't know why. Sorry, not much older than I am, but, um, so I'm like, all right, guys, I'm off my shift. I'm out of here. And as I'm walking to the bus stop, shit starts getting fucking strange. Like, something's wrong. Like, I'm, like, playing Bob Marley. I love the song Africa Unite. It's, like, this great song with Smoke on High. I'm like, oh, I always enjoy the song when I'm stoned. I was noticing something's wrong. My heart's being really fucked up. And it's taking forever to make it to that bus stop down the street. And, and I realized the song is just going on forever. And it feels like the whole world's in slow motion, but I'm, like, on, my mind is on overdrive. I start thinking all these crazy thoughts. And, um, you know, eventually I get to the bus. I'm like, all right, hopefully I can just sit down here for a while and I'll be late for the bus. Because there's, like, a bus that comes, like, right as I get out of work. And sometimes if it's late, you know, I'll catch it and I'm usually happy. But on this day, I want to miss it. And I, I just sit down on the bench. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? I start feeling really strange, really pumped. You know, I feel like I'm losing my mind. And then I see the bus coming. I'm like, oh, fuck. It just couldn't be. It has to come early on this one day. You know, so I get on the early bus, and I'm on the bus, it's full of bums. So imagine being paranoid out of your shit on some fucking drugs in a, in a bus full of bums. Full of fucking bums, you know? I'm like there, security guard outfit, wide-eyed, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and I look terrified. Like, I'm like standing here, I'm grabbing at the bar, you know, I'm, I'm leaning, and I grab the bar again, I'm looking around at everyone, I am just crazy, you know? And, like, there's this bald guy that comes on. He looks like a gangster. And I'm, like, really fearful of this guy. Uh, suddenly, I'm just, like, I see this guy every night. I don't give a shit. But I'm really, like, aware of his existence. And, like, and like I'm sitting right there. I'm, I really want to sit down. But it's packed. Someone gets up. And I'm, like, oh, finally a seat. And I see him, like, looking at the seat. I'm like, hey, man, you want the seat? You want the seat? <laughs> you know, I'm, like, really shaking. He's, like, yeah, sure. And he, like, walks and takes the seat. And I'm, like, I go against the door. And I'm, like, oh, fuck, why did I do that? 
you know? So this bus goes on forever and I'm losing my mind. I can't listen to music because it's taking me out of my reality. Like I'm realizing I'm like looking at something and I just start losing myself in my mind. Like it's really scary. I feel like I'm losing reality, my touch with reality. And um, eventually I get off the bus. I'm in downtown LA, Skid Row. <laughs> it's horrible. And I, and there's other people waiting for the bus. I'm walking and I'm like, I really have to take a piss. So I look for an alleyway, I piss. I piss, I, you know, I start walking again. And I notice everybody's looking at me. I'm like, I just look really fucked up. You know, so I'm walking around for a while. And all these people are looking at you. Just normal people too. And I keep on like feeling faint and I have to keep on like catching myself. Like I'm like walking and I feel like I'm going to fall over. So I thought like hit my head or I thought like grab my head or something to like just put me back into like reality. And um, it's definitely not acid. I could tell you that. I've taken acid a few times and I'm, it's definitely not an acid trip. It's a lot scarier, but you're a lot more attuned with like reality while you're on whatever I was on. Crack, we assume. I really don't. I'm really not 100% positive to this day. And um, yeah, I look down and my belt and my pants are undone and my belt's like shangling up against me. Like, <laughs> like I just forgot to like zip up my pants after I took a piss, you know? <laughs> it's Jesus really God. horrible. I feel like I'm not crazy asshole. Like I feel like I'm not a crazy bum, you know? Yeah. Eventually I get on the bus, I start feeling a little better, you know, like calling sick the next day. And uh, yeah, it was a really bad experience, you know. I started calling up all my friends and like these crazy messages like, did you, I don't know what I took, how does this feel to you? I took up, I called every friend I know that's done some drug in their life. I called up Jonathan, I called up my friend Marcos, you know, and I'm like, you know, Jonathan says, oh, I think you did a little crack, maybe a little weed laced with crack. I'm like, okay, maybe that's what I did. And, uh, you know, a week goes by and I quit my job because I just can't handle it anymore. Then my boss is all, maybe it's best that you do resign. You know, you're a little bit obscene, according to your, the people you work with. Michael, thank you for calling me an obscene human being. Thank you very much. Fuck your job. I'm leaving. And you I'm did like, not tell him that. I didn't say that. Don't I, act like he's I thought that. that. I thought that. In reality, I'm like, oh, I'm sick. I, yeah, I just can't take it anymore. I'm having a, I feel like I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. That's literally what I, that's what I told him. I feel, I just can't do anymore. I want a job with some responsibilities. I feel like I'm, I'm losing my shit, you know? I feel like I'm having a breakdown. He's all right. Maybe it's just best you don't work then. And I'm like, yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. He's all, bring back your uniform. So I'm like, all right. So I parted ways. So now you're on your road to Texas. Yeah, going to Texas now. And your whole plan after you get to Texas is to find a job, save up some money, and return to Tel Aviv. Go to India, stay there for like oh, six yes. months first. Then Tel Aviv and just gonna settle out there. I'm tired of all this shit. I'm just gonna settle <laughs> out in Tel Aviv and, you know, maybe get with a nice writing group, you know, get married or something. Who knows? <laughs> well, we're coming up an hour here. So. Let's, let's get to the next questions. No, we're coming up to an hour let's here. Let's just get with the next questions. And well, 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 we're done with them. No, it's a perfect segue then. Okay, well, I have one more Raz story. Huh? I have one more Raz story, which I was saving, though. <laughs> You're not going to make me... Uh... Fine, tell your fucking Raz story. Okay, so it was after the Armenian Genocide March. You could have told that story after the march. <laughs> I did. We, we, you made a segue, you know? You made a segue <laughs> into something else. Anyway... So back to the Armenian genocide. So afterwards, we went and got some Mediterranean food. And um, yeah, we're, we're at his house saying, you know, Michael, I got some beer. You want some? Which I already know it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea to drink with him. And okay, if we went last time, if we remember last time, last yeah. time you guys got drunk together, he was begging you to show him my your cock. Pe your penis. Yeah, my cock. And I'm like, yeah, sure, just bring it on. Then, like, things are going normal. We're playing, like, Smash Brothers, and we're watching some Comedy Central shit, you know? 
and uh, we're we're both fucking tired of shit. We walked for six hours all the way through LA. And, um, so he's like, "You want to play some cards or something?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Let's play some cards." Let's play cards. He's like, "How about we make this interesting?" Oh, and no. I'm like, "Here we go." There's nothing in my mind. Here we fucking go. He's like, "How about we play strip poker?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm not gonna play strip poker with what? you." And he's like, "No, come on, Michael. Come on. Let's just play some strip poker." I'm like, dude, no. Oh, you know, how about we just play to get down to your shirt and pants, and then we could just stop. I'm like, fuck it, fine. Let's fucking play strip poker. Like, let's do it. You then. play strip poker? But I didn't take anything. Right. He didn't take anything off. So we start playing, you know, and then and then I like I get to the point where like I realized that how how backhanded the deal was because I was dressed. But he was losing. <laughs> His clothes were coming off. I'm like, oh, that's it, dude. I'm just like I said, like I'm just gonna stop with this shit. We're done. We're fucking done. No, like, no, Michael. No, I'm like, no, I'm done playing with you. I'm like, I played this game. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the I'm whole like, thing of strip club poker is like, there's a girl there. So you know, you both get to see something. And I don't give a shit. You know, either, either it's funny because either even if she's not attracted to you, if it's just humiliating, you know, so yeah. it's funny, but. Or if it's just you and a guy's like, I'm seeing something I just don't want to see. Yeah, like, it's bad, man. I'm like, no, I'm not going to play anymore. He's trying to, like, push it. And then, like, yeah, he's like, fine, fine. So he just, like, we, you know, it gets back to normal. Like, I'm in there drinking my beer. I'm fucked up. And he's fucked up. And um, he's all, I'm going to check this girl now. So he goes on his computer. He starts putting up, like, these pictures of, like, cosplay women. I noticed that they start like like first they look normal like like this is like this big plan in his mind like like first they're normal normal girl on the screen you know I'm like he's like what do you think of her well yeah she's good so you go through all these girls I'm just like yeah her no yes no no he's all and, and then you know they start losing more clothes and he's all I got an idea Michael I'm like what are you what the fuck dude like this is bullshit you know like like this is going somewhere bad I could tell he's all. And, and this is like the the straw that broke the camel's back. He's all, how about how about you just set the computer and masturbate, and, and or or just look at the girls. I'm going to the table and suck your cock, and I'm like, no, no way, dude. And I'm I don't find this what? awkward at all. I'm just like, no, nah, not gonna happen. Like you're you're asking so much of me. You wouldn't even smoke a joint. Like how how are so so just nothing happens, you know. And I end up and eventually he's like, fine, fine, you know, and and. Uh, we just hang out for a little while longer. I just go home. But talk about mutually awkward. I take some comfort losing my memory.
Shut up.